0: Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life. During OFM's broadcast region, Central South Africa, which includes the Free State, Northern Cape, Northwest, and South Gauteng, what are the DA's focus areas in terms of the region?
1: Well, obviously there's a huge opportunity here in the Free State because of the internal factionalism within the ANC. The purging of Ace Magashule is going to have an impact on the ANC's majority here in the province. And we see the Free State as one of the strategic provinces that we'll be tackling in the next election. Gauteng is obviously the other one where the ANC has a one-seat majority. And of course, KwaZulu-Natal, where a very fruitful working relationship with the Encarta Freedom Party has meant that there's a very good possibility that that province could also fall. Just imagine what we could do here in the free state with a new government. This province has really been the epicenter, ground zero of state capture. It's where state capture was invented. And I think it could do with a really good dose of clean, accountable government. And I think a large part of the of the problems in the municipalities could also be solved by the change of a provincial government. do do I say that? Because a cooperative governance department's responsibility is to excise oversight over municipalities to make sure they are providing the services and where they don't to step in. What you've had here is because the governing party has had the mayoralties and the MEC ship, there's been a reluctance to take a hard line against municipalities that aren't performing. Imagine if you had a DA MEC of Cogta in the province who was able to understand what needs to happen in a Machabing or a Frankfurt or, or any one of these other places and was able to then ensure that those requirements and basic duties of local government were being complied with and done. I think you'd have a lot more accountability and I think you'd see a lot better service delivery. And when municipalities were failing, the provincial government could step in and take over some of those powers.
0: An interesting point there. Mm. Thank you, John. How does the DA plan to grow its share of the vote in the run-up to next year's election, particularly in our region, but you Mm. can focus on the national Mm. picture as well?
1: Well, the big thing is, and the the low-hanging fruit, is the fact that there are 14 million people, in the country who are registered to vote that have not voted in the last two elections. They've said, my vote doesn't count, I'm not interested in politics, I don't like politicians and given some of the shenanigans, I don't blame them. But the country needs them now and they need to be part of the solution. There's a further 13 million people, mainly young people between the ages of 18 and 35, who are not registered to vote at all. Now if one considers that the ANC got just over 5 million in the last election, if we could just get 10% of the registered voters who have not voted, or that 14 million to come out and vote, and we can convince just 10% of those young people to come out and vote and to be registered and make sure that they can cast their ballot, we'll be way over the finish line already. So there's the real low-hanging fruit. But here's the thing. It is the duty now of the opposition and parties like the DA to put on the table a compelling alternative to the ANC. It's not good enough just to say the ANC is doing a bad job. It's to be able to put a compelling offer to to voters on the table. And we're very lucky in that regard in that we have a track record of governance where we've been given the opportunity to govern, whether it's Midval in Gauteng, Umgeni in KwaZulu Natal, Fazile Daba here in this province, where we've shown things can get better if people change their vote and that the way you live is linked to the way that you vote. I also say that there's no way that anybody anymore can say I'm not interested in politics because you may not be interested in politics but it's very interested in you and it affects every aspect of your life from the moment you get up in the morning and put your light switch on to the moment you open your tap and hopefully there's water there to the school your children are at to the job opportunity the roads you travel on all of this is linked to politics so you have to be interested in politics and you can throw stones you can burn tires you can barricade um, municipal buildings it's not going to make a difference. You've got to use the most powerful tool that you have to be an agent of change in the country and that's a vote in the ballot box.
0: Thanks John. Do you ever foresee the DA disbanding to form a broadly based party perhaps including most of your potential coalition partners and uh, what would be your conditions?
1: Not in the short to medium term I don't think. Um, you know, Although nothing's off the table I would imagine. I think it's going to be very important to see how the moonshot pact turns out and whether we can make the whole greater than the sum of the parts. And I think that will turn but I do think we do need a realignment in South African politics I think we do need a greater coming together around the rational centre of things like the rule of law a market economy a building a capable state free of catered deployment, a zero tolerance to corruption a absolute resolute determination to fight poverty in the country particularly when you have 30 million people living in poverty and how we achieve that is going to be very very important so in this next election the Moonshot Pact is not one party it is a group of parties and their job is to go into their strength areas and make a compelling case to turn out voters and then to bring all of those chips back to the table to see if we can form a coalition government next year and obviously depending on how successful that government is, I think that will be the indicator about how we take the next step towards a realignment of politics in South Africa.
0: What are your thoughts, what would you say to a prospective voter, this is just off my head who's of the view that the DA isn't a unifying party mm. and doesn't address some of their issues that they have with respect to to e- inequality in the country, mm-hmm. socio-economic inequality yeah. in particular?
1: Sure, and I think it's a good question. I would say that the DA is the only party that's doing something quite unique in South Africa, and that's to bring different lang- languages, races, cultures together around a common set of values and principles. It's very easy and lazy politics to find a ethnic group, a race group, a language group, and then whip them up to the feeling that they're under siege and then turn them against each other. That's not what we're about. That's why we fight for non-racialism, equality before the law, and all of those foundational principles. I would also say that if one looks at the track record of the parties as well, there's only one party that's fighting inequality in South Africa. There's only one party that's focusing on where the real tools to close the inequality that exists in South Africa are on the opportunity side of the economy. For the last 20 years, the ANC and others have been focusing on the trying to create an equality of outcome. We believe, that the focus to address inequality is creating equality of opportunity. If every child in this country, black, white, Indian or colored, rural or urban, got a high quality education, got access to a good university, got access to jobs, was able to live in a safe neighborhood, was able to have adequate, decent health care in close proximity. These are the things that create an equality of opportunity. And then you've got less to try and manage when you create an equality of outcome. And when you focus only on trying to make an equality of outcome, you end up with the situation we are now where black unemployment is much higher black households are 10% poorer than they were 10 years ago. Inequality has widened not narrowed and we've got to have a different approach and I think that by focusing on the opportunity side of the economy which has been heavily neglected by the current government, I think we will be able to be far further down the road to addressing those things as well as spatial inequality and, and those, those matters that still exist, which is why the city of Cape Town is the only metro in the country that has delivered uh, work and live opportunities close to the city centre Conradie Park, uh, Woodstock Hospital site that's about to go upgrading 800 social housing units right in the heart of the city center. Many of the other projects that are where we've partnered with the provincial government are overcoming that, that spatial inequality that still sadly characterizes so many of our urban landscapes so many years after freedom.
0: Much John. Any closing remarks on your visit to the Free State? Where are you headed to next?
1: Yeah, you know, I was off to gauteng next for our provincial congress there. But certainly, we'll be back to the Free State again. I think there's lots to speak about, and I think it, it's been really great to be able to give hope to many of these citizens that it doesn't have to be like this. Things can get better. But change doesn't happen by osmosis. It happens through an act of the will and the physical act of using your vote cleverly and in your best interest to ensure that you have a better life going forward and to rescue the country. And that's the message that's going to be right. So I look forward to being back in the free state. I look forward to visiting more towns and, and more urban centers, but also some of the rural areas who are really struggling with decades of broken promises and massive neglect and collapsed economies. And we've got some great plans for how we can fix those situations as well.
0: The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng
1: on OFM, the sound of your life.